0: This, this is Cowboys this. Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up at this time for another Cowboys Storyline here? Thursday, September 14th? Yeah, 14th, September 14th getting ready for the cowboys and the jets and i'm gonna let you guys drive the show today because uh, the phone calls already coming in it's the best part of the show is that just hearing from you guys letting you get a chance to kind of get things off your chest good and bad get stuff you're excited about stuff you're you know maybe worried about or if you want to just talk old cowboy stuff give them some old random players i love it because it always prompts a a story uh or two and and uh you know old numbers and trivia whatever you got like i'm here for it so give you guys a chance to to do some stuff um i know i i I said on this show before i played that immaculate grid on uh pro football reference it's addicting i play baseball and basketball but football is is i'm I'm better at um can't do the hockey sorry but um but yeah i got people tweeting at me go what was your score yesterday you know because it was cowboys it was like cowboys and 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 bills you know what name of a player and you know that that played for both teams so uh, i went with jim jeff code on that one um it's all it's just fun game though if you haven't tried it on on it's called immaculate grid um it's what pro fo- football reference these is really fun uh it kind of goes down memory lane a little bit so all right uh that's what we're gonna do today we're gonna talk about whatever you want to talk about we talk about the jets talk about the giants still want to go there usually we've turned the page by then but if you want to talk about that game that's fine with me all right let's go to the callers let's go right to it here in kansas city brian in kansas city brian what's up hey good morning nick good morning
1: Hey, I got uh, I got an old timer for you and a question. All right. So my question is, um, you know, so we haven't seen a lot of, as fans, especially people that don't live in the Dallas Fort Worth area, we haven't seen a lot of Jalen Tolbert. So you know, we saw Brandon Cooks popped up on the injury report. And uh, maybe just tell us a little bit, is he an outside guy only? Can he go in the slot? You know, can he play, you know, all the positions? You know, what's your view having seen him close up in all those practices and all that stuff?
0: Yep. Uh, Tolbert, I think is an he's an inside outside guy. Uh, he can do a little bit of everything. That that's what that's what kind of intrigued them about him uh, because when when he was at South Alabama, he he was a player that you know he was the best receiver on the field. Um, hope we didn't lose the caller because he had a he had a former player. He So his, I'm still here, still there. Okay, um, but but uh, why, don't, why don't you do that? Why don't you tell me tell me your guy and I'll I'll finish it off about Tolbert so we can clear the lines here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so my uh, I was watching the 1972. Dallas Cowboys team and I saw uh, Rayfield Wright jogging, jogging up to the line. I was so happy that he got into the Hall of Fame in 06 and so sad to see we lost him
0: last year. But yeah.
1: anyway, that that was my old timer, and Ray I'm going to
0: hang up and listen to the rest of your answer, brother. Awesome. Rayfield Wright, what a, what a good one. Um, okay, going back to Tolbert, uh, Jalen Tolbert, I think what the Cowboys really loved about him at South Alabama was that you know he was the best player on the field, uh, and certainly on offense, and so they had to line him up all different places to create some mismatches and 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 you know it, it was a real problem for for teams um so so that that's what he got so many catches so he he understood how to do that and I think that kind of hurt him last year though because he was playing so many different positions that when he got hurt in the offseason it slowed him down it slowed him down for a lot of spots it's easy to just say learn this here learn the x or learn the z or whatever but he was trying to learn all of them because he can he has that capability, and this year I think is so much better for him. So if he has to play more, I think that there's there's no doubt he he would be fine there. A drop off, of course, from from Cooks if if, if you know if his knee uh, he, he showed up on the knee, uh, injury report with a knee injury, uh, but it would be a drop off for sure. But but I still think they have confidence in in Tolbert. And I think more importantly, he's got more confidence in himself. Rayfield Wright, I just remember doing an interview with him one time before he made it to the Hall of Fame, and he just had this quote I'll never forget. He goes. All these yards, all these catches, all these touchdowns, and did no one block? You know, he was talking about no one in the Hall of Fame for the Cowboys? I mean, we got all these guys that done anything, but but nobody blocked. And he was just like, uh, you know, just basically touting himself to why is he not in the Hall of Fame? And they corrected that problem for sure so he was uh the original big cat you know i always thought leon Lett was the big cat but uh no he was the original big cat all right Uh, oh go back to the phone i think it was i lost it but i think it was nick in austin is that what i saw
2: yes sir i'm back again
0: what's up man not
2: much i was trying to do better this time
0: (laughs) that's all right i don't i don't remember i don't remember the first call i'm sure it was great no, uh, I was nervous because
2: it's my first time calling him. But um
0: nah, let's just I wanted to
2: say I always watched your, you know, your show you're on before the break, and the thing that I liked about you is that you you seem to always have the fans' perspective. That's what I really enjoyed about you. So I want to say that real quick. Thank you. Um Number one, I wanted to say there's a lot of people having concern about. You know the Jets' defensive line, which I do understand, but I believe that the Giants were—correct me if I'm wrong—pretty much just out or It's not close to it. Mm-hmm. And with our offense getting the ball out as fast as we are, I think negates a lot of that.
0: You're right. You're right about that, and, and that's what—that's why um, Brandon Cooks' injury is so important, to, because he's the guy that you're going to try to get the ball out quickly. But, yeah, uh, you're right about that. The the defense is uh, pretty stout right there in the middle, so you want to get it out quick.
2: And then another one real quick is on on the other side of the ball, on defense, um, I believe that as long as we can stop their run, you know, if we do good against the run, they're they're pretty much done for the most part. Now, because, you know, Zach Wilson just hasn't been proven to be a good, pockets you know yeah now you you do need to watch out for him as far as him scrambling because from what i've heard and from college and whatnot he does have some wheels he has some legs yeah
0: so you have
2: to be careful of that i
0: i but, think this um, is ver- very similar to the daniel jones uh type of thing i i think you know jones was a, a guy that you have to kind of be careful for but um if you keep him in the pocket i think you're probably going to be in, in in better shape
2: and then one last thing real quick if i can yeah is that um, they were talking about how, you know, people were going to be coming back from, you know, injury and that they were going to sit, sit people. So, uh, for example, Deuce Bond, which I like Deuce. I think he'd be great, but I would much, and they were talking about sitting him versus sitting Turpin. I would um, much rather sit Deuce right now. Yeah. Because obviously Turpin has the experience and, you know, they're so similar. And since the defense, especially if we send him out for somebody on defense, such as you know uh, Donovan Wilson, um, yeah, it just we need to we need to have you know continue to build on our on our strength. All
0: right. So all right,
2: that's I think I have. So thanks so
0: much. All right, Nick. Have a good one. Good day. Thanks for the call. Um, you know, I think what Turpin and Deuce have in common is that they're both not going to get a lot of rebounds. Like that that's what they have in common in like in the pickup game. They they're not tall. That's really it though. They, they they are not the same type of player, not the same type of body. Um and, and you know, they, they can both make plays, but but I think Turpin, I'm you're not sitting Turpin. Turpin's a Pro Bowl, all pro return specialist. Uh he, he, he's somebody that has teams respects, and that's a huge deal when you're standing back at midfield when they're pinned back and they want to punt it. You wanna just punt it deep? You want to try to angle it and get away from them. Sometimes when you do, you have that's when you get a shank punt. Like he had some bad punts because him just standing there. Um, so I think that, that he is valuable in that way, and he's showing some value on offense too. It may be Deuce that's inactive in this week uh, just to try to get some of these guys back. I think they'd be fine if that game was closer. I don't think Deuce plays at all uh, the other night. So uh, as it stands right now, they're they're probably fi- trying to find some touches for him, and I don't know if that's if that's going to happen. And don't forget and i did forget actually i just wanted to remind you guys ronald jones is coming back from from uh, suspension next week uh we'll see what happens with that um maybe he's on the roster maybe he's not but but yeah he is coming back uh from suspension next week all right scott in southern california is on the line scott what's up
3: Hey, Nick, how you doing? Love the new show. It's great. Um,
0: Appreciate it.
3: I want to use your eyes, eyeballs a little bit here. Okay. If I could, uh, yeah, I know it's hard to compare players, but uh, this, these two players went up against the same guy, DeMarcus Ware when Tyron was young, and, uh, you know, Micah now that Tyron's a little bit aged. How do those two players compare? And I got a throwback name for you. I'd like to see one of these tight ends turn into is uh, Jay Novatech, and I'll listen to you off the air. Thanks a lot, man.
0: All right appreciate that um d Ware versus micah parsons man um i'm i micah parsons i'll just say micah parsons is a better player in his first two years than d Ware was um and i think that they're both gonna be wearing gold here you know in however many years i mean I, i micah i think is is he's destined for that um I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but that's, that's where he is. I mean, he, he's better. I mean, they start, they didn't compare him to D Ware. I mean, when he, when he first started what, last year or two years ago, I mean, he was getting compared to Lawrence Taylor. That's who his comparison was. And so, um, or Derek Thomas. So I, I with all due respect to, to DeMarcus Ware, who is in the hall of fame and he's the all time leading, um, you, you know, in, in for the Cowboys and sacks, but, I I think that Micah is trending higher than him right now, and I think in the middle of a game, I think he he has that knack of making that really, really big play. That only knock on DeMarcus was that sometimes the sacks were considered hollow, not always to close out the game. He did have some. New Orleans, he closed out the game. Uh, That was unbelievable, but I think... For the most part, and that was kind of a product of the teams he was on, too. He wasn't on the best teams uh, either. He had some great teams he was on, but not not all the way. Again, this is no shade to DeMarcus Ware at all. I just, If you're going to compare, I think Micah Parsons is trending higher than him right now. Um, Jay Novacek. Great tight end, great fit for that offense with Troy, with uh, Troy and uh, and what they were doing there in the, in the 90s. A perfect complement player uh, to him and, um, you know, one of those sneaky good uh, blockers. You know, you just know how to kind of get in the way. But, I mean, he was more of a pass catcher, but he could mix it up and, and get in there. It's um, about all I could say about him. All right, Travis in San Antonio is the next caller. Travis, what's up? I'm back, Nick. How's it going? <laughs> What's up? You all right? Excited? <laughs> I'm good. Okay. I'm, I was gonna I'm say I, I didn't make sure that nothing bad happened. You seem kind of down. No, no, I'm good. Um, I just wanted
4: to say I had a couple of things going into this week, um, I think from what I've heard from us and everybody, they were saying that Michael Carter is the nickel corner for the Jets, and he's kind of just a guy. So I'm I'm curious, and I'm kind of expecting maybe to see a lot of CD in the slot this week. Um, even more so than maybe even last week, just because you have Sauce and you have DJ Reed outside, and they stay on their sides, which yeah. I think is interesting. He doesn't travel, so you can kind of keep. If you want to keep CD away from him, you can. But I think they want to exploit that uh, that slot matchup with him. And then I think I want to see what you think about this, but I know everyone's been talking about the offense, and you can't discount the weather, and there were some drops, and you know, Dak, do look? completely on point no but i think this week you're going to see more things that are going to help him out short passing game um, i think he's going to make some good throws he made some good throws in that game they were just dropped Um, but i'm not too worried about the passing game from that perspective i think we're going to see an uptick in that and i really like the fact that they actually started using Mike McCarthy started using some rubs, um, some yeah. pick routes, the things we've been talking about for years. Where we're just like, why don't we?
3: Why
0: don't we this do this? In the
4: rules, why don't we take advantage of this? Because the, everybody else is doing it.
0: Yeah, the CD forty nine yard catch. I mean, that was like a double pick. I mean, I was like, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that, that like, that's what you need. Easy, to
4: yeah, quarterback friend. Like you want that. You don't have to have you know all day. the hardest throws. Yeah, yeah, make it easy for them.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for the thanks for the call, Travis. You know. Th- I'll say this, week two can be it, it can be hard to analyze because, I mean, week one, I mean, you should still just have one sample size. I mean, um doesn't matter what they've done in the preseason. It's really just one game. So the fact that Sauce Gardner typically doesn't travel doesn't mean that he won't. I don't know anything there. I, I barely... Um, you know, trying to figure out this team, much less anyone else. But I, I'll say this, I wouldn't just throw it out the window that he doesn't ever do it. You know, his career's not that long. And and if Brandon Cooks doesn't play, and I don't know if he will or not, I know he just missed practice yesterday with a knee injury, but even if he's limited, like that changes their their team a little bit. So they they might have to say, look, well he's got a guard C D. Um, and, and we'll see, you know, if they throw him all around the place. So I, just because they have, it doesn't mean that they won't sometimes you're always trying new wrinkles, new, new things. And, uh, it would, it, it just doesn't make sense to me if you've got corners, like you said, that are just the guys that, that are over there guarding him and he's over here guarding Michael Gallup and covering Michael Gallup. And then they're getting killed over here. That doesn't make sense. I, I wouldn't do that. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I have one of the best corners in the league, he's going to have to go up against one of the best receivers in the league, especially if I'm getting beat for, for it. So, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's go with um, another phone call. Uh, Dave in Fort Worth. David in Fort Worth. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm great, man. How are you? Great, sir. Great, sir. Hey, um,
5: uh, I got two questions. Um, okay. Um, they're kind of like not necessarily challenging. Um, I or opinion that you've given in the past, but more so to like kind of clear up, um, um, like I guess the opinions that you do hold. So like one of them is, is kind of regarding some injuries that we've been facing uh, this week. Like you know obviously there's uh, Donovan Wilson and um, Tyler Smith who you know may be able to go this week, may not be able to go this week. And I know that it's very very important they start off two and uh, zero because that one and one is way different. You know come the end of the year, come playoff time and stuff, but. Um, do you consider, like, if they're not 100% go, just maybe just sitting them, you know, this isn't a divisional game, this isn't a conference game, and we have bigger, brighter things to do in the future, or do you say, we really need to ride high and get all of our guys back to, to get into this 2-0, and because that's way different than, than yeah. 1-1. The yeah. second question I have, if, if it's okay, the second question that I have is, um, with Aaron Rodgers being out, there's been a lot of talk, you know, among the communities and stuff about, man, we really wanted to play the best of the best. We wanted to knock off the king, yada, yada. And that that argument is brought up a lot in the playoffs as well. Um, in recent years, and um, I kind of hold the stance of, I just want to see a championship game. I just want to see a Super Bowl. I don't care how I get there, but some people are like, no, I want to take down the best of the best. Knowing that you also want to see a championship game, um, I just kind of want to know what your stance was yeah. on that. If you'd rather go there and knock out all the juggernauts, or you'd rather just get there, because we, we haven't been there. Well, that.
0: hold on. Let me ask you this. <laughs> you can answer your own question. Go back last year. Go back last okay. year. You knocked off Tom Brady. You, <laughs> you finally did it. And then they lost the next week, if Tom Brady, for some reason, did not play in that game and you, and you you found a way to win, what would you rather take? Would you rather have taken them beating some backup i don't even know who their backup was you 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 beat the the, the backup, Chris Sims, who knows who the backup in Tampa i don 't even know, but I'm just saying you beat their backup and then you go and you win in San Francisco. Would you take that or would you take what happened last year?
5: me personally, Nick, a hundred times out of a hundred. I'm hoping that their water boy plays quarterback because they ran out of people. I <laughs> right. just want to get, there. But, I'm 30, I'm 32 years old. So the right. last time they had that much success, you weren't, I no. was like, I don't even know how old five or something like that. Seven. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've, I've been, I've been dying for it, man. So it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I hear you. Um, All right. I, I, I appreciate the call, Dave. I mean, I just, yes, I just think like, like nobody after the San Francisco game, I don't think any fan would, was like, God, well, at least we beat Brady last week. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that happens because when you be, when you beat Brady and you beat the Bucks and you get to the divisional round, you're thinking big at this point. Like this is the year. So you you don't just go back and go well. You know, hey, but we did beat Tom Brady. No. So so no one cares if you play Aaron Rodgers or you don't. You know. I mean, that's just that's just the way it goes. I mean, it, no, there will be no asterisk about anything. I know the the Lions fans were really mad at Mike Tirico who said that about the. About Asterix for, for beating the Chiefs the other night, you, you don't, I don't agree with that. There's no Asterix uh, when it comes to that. There's no Asterix in, in home run records either or anything like that. All right, uh, as far as the injuries sit or not, you that's not my call. The call is from the Cowboys. They're not going to throw guys out there that aren't ready to play. Now, um, and, and the most important thing is getting them healthy, getting them ready for the long haul. Some injuries are different, but based off of can you hurt it worse? Is this, are you risking things? And and but for the most part, they are going to be healthy. I mean, 100 percent playoffs might be a little different story, but that'll still come down to the player. And it also will come down to is this smart for them um, to to go ahead? and Are they putting them at risk? And they they will not do that. All right. Tom in the Bronx. Tom, what's up? Hey, Nick, how you doing? Great show. Great. Thanks, Tom.
3: Uh, can you just spend a minute just talking about Coach Mike McCarthy? Yeah. Um, about your opinion on him, and also specifically
6: about the uh, coaching staff that he built with the Cowboys. Sure. And I'll hang up and I'll listen.
0: Well, thanks. Uh, I think yeah. Mike McCarthy is uh, just a cool dude. Seriously. I mean, like, it, it, sometimes what you see, is, you know, he's old school. He's buttoned up at times. He doesn't going to give you a lot of things. I mean, he, he's he's paranoid, like all coaches are. They don't. They think you're giving out too much, and and sometimes you know. They they're probably right, you know. In some cases, I think if you're just sitting down having a beer with him, he'd be pretty cool. He's a pretty cool guy, actually. Not me by myself, but some other media guys got got to do that. And you know, some of the things that you know he he says, and just the way he kind of goes about things. I mean, uh, and I, he said this on on the air too. But I remember the first time we, we met him when he was the coach. I just remember him going, "All right, guys, like, sure, he caught it. Yeah, yeah, Des caught it." But let me tell you this. We had Aaron Rodgers for four minutes. I mean, it doesn't matter if you caught it or not. We were going to go win the game. And, and I'm sitting here going, yeah, probably so. And, and that's why I've never really been that, like, hell-bent on Dez caught it and all that. He definitely caught it. But I've always been, well... They did have Aaron Rodgers, and there was about four minutes to go, and he probably needed a field goal to either win or tie that game. So, uh, but but I, the staff that he's built—I mean, he he surrounded himself with, with some coaches. When he first got here, he surrounded himself with a lot of coaches that had been head coaches. I think five at one point, but some veteran guys, and you know, and, and not afraid to make changes too uh, when they had to. And they had to, you know, they had defense coordinator definitely needed a change, so they got you know rid of that and and put in you know Dan Quinn, and so um, he's he's surrounded himself with 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 coaches um, and guys that he's familiar with but all coaches do that whether it be guys he's coached with or guys he coached them like al Harris so um you know I, I think he's built a really good staff and they built some continuity there and and this year they've had some changes uh, of course on the offensive side of the ball but but I I think for the most part you know he's he's done a really good job and you know the, the best thing he can do is get himself prepared get the team prepared to play and he's certainly done a good job of that all right we're gonna take Actually, I got two calls online, so we'll take a call. Curtis in Oklahoma. Curtis, what's up? Hey, uh, I just want to say thanks for letting us call into your show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Curtis. This is this is what that why we do it. So you guys can call in and tell me what you're thinking. I'll try to give my thoughts, but I want to hear from you guys. So what you got? I just I just
7: got a few things. I'll run through real quick. Okay. Uh, Tr- Trayvon Diggs. Um, his playmaking with the hard hits and the forced fumbles—I mean, wow! Just a, a great way to take his game to the next level. Uh, he's already a dynamic playmaker, and adding that, I think, um, has just been uh, like a, something I really seen and was appreciating. Okay. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is like when we were paying high-profile players, and like DeMarcus Ware left to get a Super Bowl ring. I think that's kind of pivoted a little bit. And we have guys like Hooker, Gilmore, these vets that want to come here to try to win a Super Bowl uh, is great. Couple that with the way that we handle the draft. And I just think that's awesome for team building. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is I hear a lot from cowboy fans. Oh, it always, it only matters what we do in the postseason. Uh, I think over the last like years and you look back at some of the years that we had to run, I think there was things, um, in the regular season that we could have done to separate ourselves last year. I think to Green Bay and Jacksonville with how hot uh, the Eagles were, those were definitely missed opportunities. This year, um, two games against Philly and a regular season game against San Francisco, I think are huge opportunities uh, to maybe we don't even see them in the postseason, uh, you know, to hand them a loss or two. and last year, while we had a great team, we would have been on the road all the way through the postseason, if I remember that correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, if you can get a buy in that first round and have home field advantage, um, I just think that's something you can do in the regular season that kind of uh, is against that narrative of, oh, yeah. well, it only matters what we do in the postseason. So right. Right. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'll hang up and let you, uh, you know, it. comment to that. Thank you.
0: Got it. Yeah, I mean um... – you're, you're you're right. I mean, that's it does matter. I mean, the regular season certainly matters. You want to get in the you know get in the tournament, get in there, and and, and make you know that that's the most important thing. But but you're right; these games matter. You know, 17 games. I mean, that that's that's it's, it's a long season, but it's not a lot when you when you think about how each game does matter and and how it can affect things down the road, especially when you look at division, you know, NFC tiebreakers, things of of, of that um, you know category so i i do think that it's important uh regular season games have always important to me so I, I that's why i don't you know i said it yesterday man if, if enjoy the ride enjoy it because because it's not just it's not just fun to be here but it matters too like these things these things matter uh quickly i'll touch on some of it i mean the trayvon diggs yeah the i mean he made a huge play uh his physicality is showing um and you know just if he can be an and you know, if he could be a cornerback that can play like that and could be a complete corner with the ball skills that he has. I mean, there's no doubt, you know, and they got him locked up for f- what, five years now or so, five more years. I mean, he he has a chance to be one of the, the best, uh, you know, in the league and, and and one of the best the Cowboys have had in a long, long time. All right. Let's go back to uh, Al uh, in Merkel, Texas. We've had him the other day. Al Merkel, Texas. What's up?
3: Hey, what's going on? I got to represent for the Badgers. You know, Joe from Stanford keeps on representing for the Bulldogs, so I got to keep it up for the Badgers. All right. Uh, I got two things. Uh, there for a while, we were really lucky. We had several plays, you know, the of Hail Mary and just stuff that, you know, we were, they were legends made from the Cowboys. And then there for a while, I think we were snake bit. And the reason I say that is because, you know, Jimmy Johnson leaves. Uh, but a few months later, correct me if I'm wrong, but the offensive coordinator goes to the Redskins. If Jimmy would have left a little earlier, we could have had our offensive coordinator stay with us and maybe win one, two, or more championships. And then the other one was when Purcells left, uh, Peyton had already left a few months earlier to New Orleans. We could have had Peyton coaching uh, Tony (laughs) Romo.
0: Yeah. Yep, that's true. I didn't didn't think of it like, I, I mean, I guess, that one makes a little bit more sense. I mean, I don't think anybody looks at what Norv Turner did with Washington and was like, man, could have had him. I understand that his talent was definitely different with the Cowboys and Washington. Um, I think he's been a – he was a good coach, you know, a, a good coach and at, at, at certain places. He's been in a lot of places. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's just kind of the way – the timing kind of kind of works out like that, um, right?
3: And, uh, one more thing, one more memory. Yep. Yeah. Do you do you remember when Troy Aikman out threw Dion Sanders in the Super Bowl?
0: In the Super Bowl?
3: Yes, I think it was the Super Bowl. He uh, three step drop and he overthrew Dion, and he came back to the sidelines. It was on a video. He said, "I can't believe I out threw
4: Franta."
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I thanks for the call. My memory is different than yours. Uh, a little bit on that. Um, you might be right. But what I remember, and I think what you're referring to, that was actually against the Falcons in his first game. His first game with the Cowboys was against the Falcons at the Georgia Dome. And he threw a deep, deep ball. And would dove to, like, the one-yard line and missed it. Um, and, I mean, he threw it as far as he could throw it. And, and it was, like, across the field. And Dion dove and just missed it. would have been a great highlight. In the Super Bowl that year, he did not out-throw Deion on a deep ball. Dion was kind of waiting for it a little bit. It was like a 50-yard pass over the middle. Uh, great catch, and that kind of set up the first touchdown of the game. Um, that's my memory. Uh, if he, if he overthrew Dion in the Super Bowl, I apologize. But I think what you're talking about with the NFL films caught him on the sideline going, I didn't think I could out-throw Dion. I think it was against the Falcons uh, there, um, but, you know. I'm trying to work on, I'm not trying to correct people. I just, my years, I'm a little finicky when it comes to years and all that sort of stuff. But um you're, I mean, we're talking about 30 something years ago, obviously. Well, no, no, sorry. 28 years ago. We all know how many years ago it was from 1995. Everyone talks about that 28 years ago. All right. Michael in Germany. Wow. Hey, Nick. What's <laughs> hey. up, man? How are you? And What time is it over there? It's just about 5.30. 5.30. Okay. In the evening. Yes. In the evening. Okay. All right. Yeah. Got you.
8: All right. So, I got two quick stories for you, and the second one um, is going to dig way back. I'm going to test your memory and uh, then tie that into a question. So, okay. the first story is I grew up, this is an old timer story. I grew up in Abilene, Texas. Okay. And uh, that was back in, would have been about 78, okay. give or take, 78, 79. And that was when they would come around, the players would come around playing basketball. Okay. All yeah. around, right? Yeah. And uh, they came in to Abilene one year and played, and after the game was over, Mom and Dad, my sister, and I went down on the court, and I wanted to get Tony Hill's autograph, because I love Tony Hill. Yeah. And uh, so we walked by, and you know, I'm also wanting to see whoever else is there, and walk over, and he's sitting there by himself. Okay. And so I walk up and ask for his autograph. He's like, yeah, sure. So he signs, thank you. We go to walk away. All of a sudden, you hear, it's like the Mean Joe Green ad. All of a sudden, he goes, hey, kid. <laughs> I turn around. He goes, you uh, you want your picture made? Like, yes, please. So that picture is still on the family, uh, you know, family wall. Who who uh, had a
0: camera? I mean, what was like my parents? Polaroid. I mean, what what do we have? Yeah,
8: yeah, just a just a good old old you know roll
0: film, camera,
8: and get it you know developed. Take it to the store. Yeah, right, right,
0: okay, okay, yeah.
8: So there's there's my there's my old timer Tony Hill is my guy back then. Tony Hill. um, Now here we go. We're going to go back another about five, six, seven years. To October eighth, nineteen seventy-three, Monday night football.
0: When I was born, Dallas yeah. was playing. Do you know? In seventy-three. Yeah. The, the week, like October eighth, seventy-three. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't know that one. I'm, I'm Washington.
3: Yes.
8: Yes. And I was born in Fairfax County Hospital, right outside of Washington, DC. Okay. So so I always look forward to the uh to the Dallas Washington game. Okay. And my question for you is is there a game on the calendar every year or like every four years, three or four years, whatever, when there's some team that you say, Ah, we're finally playing them again. I really want to see this matchup.
0: Um Thanks for the call. I, I appreciate it, Michael, and um, love the support that, that you, you have there because it, it's a commitment. Obviously, when you're dealing with uh, you know time zones and things like that, games are played at different times, and so uh, we learned that when we went over to London, just how how you know the, those are the dedicated fans for sure because it's so hard to get the news and, and and to to get to watch the games and to stay current and all that stuff. So uh, I appreciate that uh, as, uh, more than you know. Um, it's hard to say oh i want to see them or want to face them um you know not not really i'm sorry i don't have a better answer for you uh you know i the matchups like that you know i don't get too worked up about the schedule in in april because of of what happened right now i mean you 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 think oh you're gonna get aaron Rodgers in week two and and you don't and you so also oh the bills and and the dolphins on you know late in the year what if it's not what if it's not a big game, what if it doesn't matter, you know? You just never know, and so I don't really get too worked up about certain places. And you know, and and you know, there's some AFC teams, you know, places we don't go to for every eight years, you know. Like, um, you know, I, I enjoy going to Pittsburgh, I like that, um, but usually don't enjoy the outcome. But the last time I think we were there was at 16, I mean, that was one of the best games I can remember. So, you know, when you go to a place like that and, and you get a win. You know that, that's fun, uh, just because from a historical standpoint. But um, Denver is another place which I don't know if the Cowboys have ever won in Denver. You know that that I've that I've seen in the regular season. Um, so um, probably missing one they might have won, but uh, for the most part, no, not really. So all right, let's go to the phone lines. We got Chase in Northwest Arkansas. Chase, I got a question for you. Go ahead, Nick. Is Rocket playing? Uh, That
6: is a good question. I feel like um, probably not. uh, (laughs) Coach Coach Pittman is probably uh, probably 50-50, I would guess. I actually helped Escort
0: the away team. I'm a police officer, right? I help oh. escort the away team to the games. Oh, okay. So, so you got, I, I, yeah. But my question is about, um, I, he's of Northwest Arkansas, which is right over by where the Arkansas Razorbacks play. They have a game against BYU. Rocket Sanders is their star running back. And I think he's actually been ruled out for that game. So good luck, yeah. uh, good luck turning, you know, getting BYU to the stadium late or whatever you're going to do there. Uh, Chase, what's up? What do you got?
6: Hey, so, uh, one thing I just want to bring up, cool memory. You're the history guy. Um, a player that I actually went to offense defense football camp in 2003 at University of Texas at Dallas, and we had a few Dallas Cowboys come visit while we were at that um, that camp. And one of them was James Whalen, and uh, he came with Ross Tucker, and they gave us a cool, um, just a cool pep talk. Being a young kid, 12 years old at the time. And getting that pep talk from real life uh, NFL players. Now other people showed up, like Anthony Dorsett, uh, Tony Dorsett's son, mm-hmm. and um, I think Woody, Woody Danzler and Keith Davis came by and said hi. Wow. Yeah. There,
0: that, but those, James those Whalen, names. I'll never.
6: Yeah. I'll never forget James Whalen um, was the most humble guy, and for uh, I, was, I mean a player that not a lot of people will ever know was on the team. Um, he was the guy that once I got home. I got on Madden. I made sure I made him all 99. Uh-huh. He was my star tight end on real Madden.
0: Quick, real quick, question for you. What number was James Whalen?
6: Oh, shoot.
0: I'm sorry. It's um, a trick question because uh, he wore five. He wore five numbers. He, wore, he was like 81, 82, 83, so was, 45, and maybe like 85. And he wore he wore. of so whenever
6: numbers. I remember he was 81 whenever I was at the camp. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's because that's what he signed my football as, 81. And then Ross Tucker, I believe, signed 66. Yeah. Um, so, um, but anyways, uh, it was just a cool memory. I cool. Uh, I, I remember you uh, talking about James Whalen in the past and how humble of a guy he was. He truly was. And he was just, it was a, a really awesome experience as a 12-year-old kid to watch him and listen to yeah. him. But what I want to talk about on this current roster is um, everybody being difficult with Dak after a, a game... Anybody that's ever played football knows that, especially when you're handling the football, any kind of moisture, let alone a downpour like they were dealing with, I think that it's, it's quick to say he had an off game or Dak looked like he was rusty, all this kind of stuff. Hell, man, anytime you're going to play in that kind of weather, the, the kind of ball that he played, especially with a complimentary defense, I think it was just, I think we'll see what kind of player Dak Prescott's going to be whenever he's playing at AT&T Stadium this Sunday, and that we are going to see a a leader of men that we've always seen in Dak Prescott, but we'll also see more of what well, we heard from Mike McCarthy himself, the weather the weather definitely changed their playbook. Yeah. So getting to see, I mean, but we still got to see, I mean, down near the goal line, that play where it was a design Dak run to the left. I mean, I'm excited to see those kind of things where, where Dak is – it's just designed, and the the fact that he was getting the ball out in 2.3 seconds um, is just is just going to help him. And I'm excited to see what they do this weekend. Even uh, not not throwing any shade against this Jets defense, um, I think they're phenomenal. In what they were able to do to uh, bail um, Zach Wilson out of the game the other night against the Bills, but I think I, I'm I, I don't even think this game is close. I think I think two score, if not three score, ball game by the end of the night go cowboys
0: and move right. pig. thanks nick all right thank you thanks uh chase the uh police officer named chase like it um well not always it's a, really not a good good thing uh I, chris being the producer says he wanted chase can you do a favor if you pull someone over and they're not going too fast maybe you let them go and say hey Make sure and check out Cowboys storyline on DallasCowboys.com. If you can do that, then everybody everybody wins. As long as they're not going uh, too fast. Yeah. Yes. A uh, lot of good stuff there. James Wayland, like, is one of my all time favorite players that's ever played. Uh, I consider him. I don't have a lot of guys. I would say like th- that was my friend. James Wayland is is a friend of mine. Uh, I still talk to him a lot. Um, he's doing great. He lives in Fort Worth, and uh, he's doing he's doing awesome and. Uh, yeah, he's he's one of my my favorite favorite guys that, that's ever played for the Cowboys. Um, um, tells a lot of good stories and and yeah, like you said, really really good dude. That that does I didn't know that story, but that doesn't surprise me at all about him going and, and giving some good advice and, and just being real because he's that's the thing. He's just a cool dude and uh, um, so he was you know and a great college player like like most of these guys, but he was a great college player. I think Kentucky actually put him in their Hall of Fame not too long ago. Because he was an unbelievable tight end and really a tough mismatch there, um, and and that's that's what he was in college. I think. In, I mean, that's what he was in the NFL too. I think injuries kind of hurt him a, a little bit there. Um We pretty much out of time here. That that was it uh, for the calls because we got to go a little bit earlier than normal today because we have Mike McCarthy's uh press conference coming up here live. Um it should should be at ten forty five. A lot of good stuff though from you guys today. A lot of great stuff. We got ten calls. We'll take that all day long, especially on a little bit of a, of a shorter show. Um, going back to that last caller here, that he was talking about Dak playing well, and 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 I think I think the consensus is this. People want, want just want to nitpick a little bit and go, oh, this new offense, and, and they didn't see what they wanted to see. The game got out of hand. It was it was not going to be conducive of Dak putting up a lot of stats. But the stat that he didn't put up is the one you should worry. You should be excited about. I mean, there was no interceptions, no turnovers, and it, it was in a um, you know it was a spot where you're going to turn the ball over a little bit. It's hard to kind of keep your hands on the football. And I thought he did a. They, they all did a good job of that. Pollard did have the fumble that they recovered. Uh, The Cowboys recovered, but, but for the most part, I mean, I thought they did a great job there. Dak did what you're supposed to do in a game like that. Drove the offense, they scored, they took care of the football, they took care of the lead, and they made sure that they did their part while the defense and special teams were certainly doing theirs. All right, so this, was, uh, this will be our show for today. We'll come back tomorrow, same time, 10 o'clock, probably go just a little bit longer. want to get all your calls, get all your opinions and all your thoughts about Cowboys and Jets. For Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you tomorrow on Cowboy Storyline.